Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. Hi Mark, the first question is from Michaela. She has a off-the-track thoroughbred who she's having problems with out on trail. So out on the trail, the thoroughbred is not going forward, she's going backwards. So in the arena, she is pretty good on the ground, um, she's okay in the arena, she, goes, she can be quite forward, she can toss her head around and chomp on the bit. She doesn't see any of that sort of behaviour if she's the only one in the arena. Out on the trail, she gets very anxious and she gets into a real state. She'll back up doing a tiny rear or a butt combination and she's got no sense of what's behind her. She took her out for the first time with only one other horse and she backed up off the trail into thick forestry and was tripping over logs. Second time she took her out in a group, she backed down into a table drain style creek. She's actually posted a short clip of what's happening on the group and um, thank you for doing that. Um, Mark's had a look at it and he will address that um, when he answers the question. Her coach believes it's just perseverance down this track, taking her out but she is quite a nervous rider and she knows that she could be making the problem worse. She wants to do the right thing, she wants to build up her confidence so that she can enjoy the rides and really build a strong connection. She's a little bit new to the membership, so welcome very much Michaela, thank you for joining. Has she got any, have you got any recommendations on where she should start? So, um, I just have to be careful, you have to be careful with the, um, you know, perseverance I would be careful with perseverance, say so I can persevere to put wood on a fire and know the fire's going to get bigger. Okay, so um, whereas I'd want to put the fire out, sort of thing. So if you, if you persevere with a horse that's an ex-race horse um, off the track, I'm not saying don't persevere, you have to have the right type of perseverance in the right areas, not just sort of go out and keep doing the same thing, taking them on trail rides until they get relaxed. Um, she is stressed from exposure. There's been exposure to being out with other horses, you know, galloped high octane sort of stuff in groups. Because uh, racing is a group thing uh, that's got her like that. So a trail riding environment is, is almost like saying to someone with post-traumatic stress syndrome, let's go back to Vietnam um, and start shooting guns and, and have helicopters around. So she's going to wig out in that environment just like someone who's been in that environment and, and finally cracked would, would stress out. So um, if you, now I'm, I'm, all, I'm going to give you two little answers in this in the sense of the first answer is going to be you have to get all those things that you explained in the question right, the reins. So there's so many things like getting her to understand that when you pick up a feel on those reins, you can softly back up and that's in the environment. So you find her, her most centered environment, her most calm environment, and you find out what things make her upset. So basically, the things you can't control is what all the other horses are doing. You can't control the kangaroos, you can't control the weather, you can't control a bunch of stuff out there. Um, you can control the other horses a little bit because you can say to your friend, stop. You know, so there is a certain amount of control, but what I'm saying is 
there's a lot of things in there that you can control that she doesn't understand that stresses her. So when you pick up the reins, something you can control, she stresses. You know, she might stress to the legs. She might, you know, all those things she stresses to. So if she does, you work on those things till she says, I'm happy with this and this changes my thought and I'm responsive to this. I can steer left, I can steer right, I can do this because when you take her into the environment that you can't control that causes stress, then she's got, I'm stressed because I'm in a race environment, all these horses around me, and oh no, here's these other things that stress me out, the reins, the left rein, the right rein, oh no, the legs. So it's, it's like a double whammy, you're hitting with two things at the same time. The thing that you control has to be right, has to work, has to feel, she has to feel good about it. So you have to do a lot of your, you know, your foundation work in improving all that and, and, and really work hard on that. So, so I could talk all day of all the things you have to do, but you have to hone in on that and you don't fix that in the trail ride. So you don't just go out and say, I'm going to fix the back up with a group of horses because she's already weeding out in that environment. So then once you've got those things working, so I had an X-Race also at a clinic just recently, um, and it did reasonably well in the arena, that, the, that, that, that you know, we could sort of get it up going and it was getting comfortable in the reins, but we changed the dynamics with a few horses one particular day and it just completely mind, mind gone, tapped out. And everything that we thought the horse was doing okay in it just was not listening to and so we had to do a very quiet weaning lesson taking the horse back to its most comfortable place and then taking it gently out of it and back to its comfortable place so we took it back to its yard its yard that was just kind of go oh, can i go back to my yard and we and, and and went from there again that's just an example but now going on to the video um because we don't live in a perfect world and you know, I could be like one of those trainers that say, if you do the foundation and you do A, B, C, D right, then you follow my foundation and you'll have no problems on trail ride. I'm not going to tell you that because there's plenty of times that we've tried to do all our best that we can and, and, and then all of a sudden we're out and suddenly the horse taps out and you go, oh crikey, I'm, I'm in this situation. So if you get in the situation like the video, so in the video for the people who can't watch the video, um, the horse is kind of ha has a few horses ahead of it. It's on a sort of a forestry track kind of thing, um, and it's behind horses, and it's kind of going sideways this way and going sideways that way, and you know, you know, quite anxious. In that environment, I would take your horse to the most comfortable place in that trail ride. So, in that respect, I would have thought that that being out front would have helped your horse a little bit. So instead of being behind horses, I would have just let it trickle up through the horses and ride it, rode it forward through those horses until it got to the front. Loosen the reins at the front, see what it does. If it's still wigging out at the front, then you know it's a horse that's just a horizon horse that's just, you know, tapped out and over the horizon. But a lot of them get out the front and they go, oh, okay, and they just settle back in. So, and that can happen. And from the front, what I would do is I'd ride it forward forward away from the other horses so it's out but just be careful that there's not another horse that's going to tap out because you've just gone 50 meters ahead but if you've got a few group of friends on quieter horses 
that's where you'd sort of kind of practice that sort of stuff a bit and then you just gently bring it back in. Maybe bring one or two horses back and then just ride it to the front again and just just get it sort of doing that and instead of trying to hold it into a place in the hurt and hopefully it sort of um, uh, settles down. Now, there's also another thing you use the horses um, and, and I've tried this and, 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 and there is a fair bit of success with it but you have to be extremely careful with it in the sense of don't put it behind the wrong horse. So if it had a horse that it kind of liked or that you knew that it wasn't going to kick it at all and um, I actually get the other horse to block and you just let you just steer steer your horse towards that horse's rump and you get the other horse in front to block it a little every time she wants to get around or get over here, you just get that horse to block it. And you just do that and what that does is it, it it's not you telling the horse to hold back, it's the other horse saying hold back a bit. And and, and so horses um, so so you can take it to the front to get it to feel good, but sometimes you can take them to the back. Now by taking it to the back and blocking it with another horse, which I forgot to say, take it to the back. Um, but you have a horse to block her. By having her at the back, there's something that happens in horses, and it happens in a lot of horses, not all of them. If they're really tapping out, it possibly won't happen, but some that just want to rush to the front, they suddenly go, oh crikey, I'm at the back. I've got to be looking out behind me because I'm at the back of the mob. And all of a sudden their natural DNA kicks in and says, oh, I'm responsible for looking behind us to keep us safe. And instead of worrying about getting to the front, all of a sudden they go ka-chink and then they just relax and, and, and because instead of trying to put their ears forward, because if you look at horses on a, like a ride where they're all settled in nice, they're all using their ears to where they are in, 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 in relation to that that ride. So the ones at the back have got their ears back. So because their ears are back, their thoughts are back, which means they're not pushing to go to the front. And of course their thoughts are back, they're closer to you because their thoughts are coming back through where you are. Whereas the horse out front has got its ears forward because it's looking forward where we've got to go. And then the ones on the middle are kind of floating a little bit like this. So Mark, I've got a message through from Michaela and she says that she has tried front, middle and back and it's always the same reaction. Always the same reaction. Okay, so in that respect, graded exposure, go back to what I said first, there's all the things you can control, get her to be comfortable with because there's too many things that make her anxious. So you're just throwing more anxiety, more wood on the fire, that's what you're doing by, by touching the reins you're just putting another piece of wood on the fire. So the reins have got to be the water, not the wood. So you've got to pick up a rein and it quenches that fire down a bit and gets her to calm down a bit by, by changing her thoughts, things like that. So those things have to be worked on. And, yeah, and something I would do is get her to do lots of soft walking transitions where she's walking up and slowing down, walking up and she's getting soft like that. And then, you expose her in small increments to other horses and don't put her in big groups for a while because for her it is post-traumatic stress syndrome. It's not just, oh, I can fix this with a few little turns here and a few backups here and hold my tongue right. It's something where she, her adrenaline gets up to a certain point and, and it becomes, um, you know, an overload. So, so you have to grade the exposure with horses. So, you know, you might go out with one horse 
and then and then um, and don't go for long and, and, and you have to be responsible for getting her home feeling good and in some ways however you do it you only want to take her enough that you can um, help her into a good place and take her back home by saying I've helped you feel better not I've taken you on this ride and then as soon as I've unsaddled you you felt better that would be just saying while I'm riding you out with these horses you're an emotional wreck and as soon as I get away from you you're relaxed again so so you have to set up a ride where you've ridden around a little bit and back a little bit and she's felt good underneath you and not felt that you've taken her into a war-torn environment that she can't cope on. So Michaela, I will put a link on the Facebook group to some videos for you to look at, some specific videos. But basically you might want to do a search on anything to do with a transition in a walk and any searches that you can do with rain work. So for example, there's some videos taking the rush out of an eventing horse. You probably get a lot out of that one. And there's some videos with Fern improving backing, steering, and trot transitions. Um, Mark also explains a really good exercise, slow walk, fast walk. So these are all videos that will contain um, exercises that you can try. And um, those searches will bring up a whole heap of videos for you as well. Okay, the next question is from Sabina. So Sabina's asking a little bit, I think, of a similar question. She's got an eight-year-old quarter horse mare she's only had for eight months and she is refusing to go on a trail ride. She's had a trainer who's come in and has tried to help her and it sounds like the trainer just got really quite upset and it didn't end well. So her question is, how do you go about gaining a horse's trust and confidence to go forward in a trail ride? Mm. Firstly, I'd like to say I really like the way you are, the trainer that was helping you reflected on the lesson and was aware of themselves and where they may have let their horse, let your horse down and how they could improve and help because it's um, it's very humbling to sort of, you know, you, you know to, to be able to say, yeah, I know, maybe I could have done it differently or whatever like this or uh, things like that. So I think it's okay to get credit to your trainer if they've done that. Um, uh, I had a little bit of, uh, I, was, uh, I was trying to get a grasp of, 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 of exactly what was happening out on the ride and I'll, I'll sort of answer it in a sense that what I do with her to get her out on the ride uh, or get, build her confidence up and there's a video that's just, um, uh, that, we're gonna, that we're putting on actually just come up this month of a, of a an 18 year old buckskin mare and and, I, and, and um, it'd be one that's really worth looking at because it's about building confidence and, and then finding all the little things where the horse doesn't understand things as well as it should um, but something I do is it's, it's a disciplinary rule for me as a person and, and, and students that I'm trying to teach to discipline them to say, I want to be able to ride my horse out without legs. And people go, well, how do you do that? And it's like, well, I've got reins. Um, and I tell you what, you cut legs off someone and they certainly become creative in the reins. Now, by cutting legs off us, 
we can't ride our horses where they don't want to go. It's it's our very difficult to make them go. And as I said, the trainer, you know, said, well, you could not use a stick and cause pain, and the horse will go. And and there's many people that come to a clinic, but the, but the trainer also said that. I don't want to go through that to make a horse go. I'd rather get the horse to like going. And that's that's exactly right. So, you know, anyone can get on and push a horse over there if they're a strong enough, confident enough rider, except a horse that they can't push over there. But a lot of horses, you know, someone might say, oh, it's taken me 20 minutes to get my horse over the other end of the ring, and I could have got it over there in two minutes. That's what they might be thinking. And I'd sort of say, well, you could have got your horse over there in two minutes, and I could have got it over there in two minutes, but I wanted the horse to go over there. Yeah. And that's that's what we're trying to sort of establish. So it's not what we can do with the horse, it's what the horse can do for us. And that's what we're trying to establish. So, so when you cut off your legs, you can't ride it, as I say, you can't ride them in a straight line, because what are you going to do? You're going to straighten the reins out and you're going to go this. And the horse goes, well, we're going to go. So, because you can't kick them, so you can't make them push forward. So you're just sitting there with reins, and they go, well, if I steer this way, you know which way they're going to go. They're going to go back that way. But that's like sailing a boat. That's the natural wind or the magnetism or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, there's only the wind's only going in one direction, and somehow you've got to sail that boat over there using a sail. You can't push a sailboat over there, so you've got to treat your horse a bit like a sailboat, not like a diesel-motored boat that you just chug on, you know, through the, through the water. So basically, you know, if you pick up a rein like this, the horse is going to move that way, and, and, and you go, well, you've got movement in the rein. Well, ever you can create movement, you will get to a stage that you'll get a bit of desire in your horse and it'll go and look in a new direction. But if you get in an arm wrestle by pushing a horse to make it go somewhere, then, then they'll get to a stage where what's happened with your horse being a quarter horse too, they can be quite stoic. And they just sink in and go, nah, I'm not going to do it. And Viv's got another question I think that will come up in this too, which I notice is a bit similar. But, um, so, you know, if you want to go that way, steer your horse over here to the left, for instance, if you want to go forward, just steer your horse off to the left because the horse wants to go behind. So whatever wants to go to behind, if you steer it, it'll start to get its eye in its direction and want to fold back that way. And then when it folds that back way, you just turn it right. And it'll get its right eye in the direction to home and it'll start to move right a little. And then you just go, well, you've done that now, but that's not available. Why don't you turn left? And it'll go, well, I'll go left. And then all of a sudden we'll go, well, that didn't work. And then all of a sudden you might find it'll take a few steps thinking in the direction that you want it to go. And then when it's done that, for a horse of, of, of what you're saying that's become a bit extreme and maybe done this quite a few times, say, thanks for thinking away, I'm going to take you back a few metres. And you thank it for thinking over there and say, now I'm going to not take you further into the unknown where you're going to become more stoic and stubborn and anxious. Now remember, stoic stubborn can be cause, because of anxiety, so... Because it's created from anxiety, you've got to treat the horse as it's, it's feeling bad, not, oh, you're just a tough horse that wants to, you know, be naughty. So, when the horse has taken a thought that way and gone a few metres that way, you say, well, that's really good that you can think that way. Why don't we ride back to where you're comfortable? And then you go through the process again. 
until the horse goes, well, I can think that way, you know, and you go, that's a really good idea, and you ride it that way, you well, no, sorry, it takes itself that way while you follow it, sitting in the saddle, just gently following it, and then it might, then you might go, thanks for that, now let's turn around and go back somewhere this way, to, to a place where you'll, you can go, oh, I'm, I'm a bit closer to where I'm comfortable, and then you, you can start repeating that, and then you become the one that takes your horse home, so you become the creator of good ideas, not the creator of bad ideas that says, I take you away and you take me home. Okay, so you take your horse home, you don't let them take you home. And then, you know, you, you said to the horse that you can help it, and then the horse says, well, I can be brave. So then all of a sudden you get a horse that starts to delve into the unknown and think forward, um, and it takes a little bit of time and it's not just maybe in some horses going to happen on the first day it might happen over a progression of little trail rides but basically think of it like enemy territory like i always look at it like enemy territory like first there might be sort of a base where you know the army is and everyone's comfortable there but they go out there and then that's enemy territory but soon what happens is they go out there enough and come back that they realize that there's no bad guys out there and then that boundary goes further. Now, what a horse does, if you take it out into enemy territory, it wants to go back to the base, which is where it started. And the further you take it out, if you don't build that, that line of the enemy territory line, in the sense, or where safety is, then basically base is always further, further away. So basically, you, if you go out and come back to base, go out and come back to base, and then the horse realises that 10 metres away from base is safe, then all of a sudden the base becomes bigger. So then you don't have to always go back to the centre point where you started. You only come back into where the new line has been created by the horse. And that line might be a kilometre away from home. Eventually it might be 10 kilometres, and eventually any, everywhere is safe with you because the horse by that time has built confidence and understanding and things like that. And that's how I treat trail riding. So if you can sort of think of it like that, it's it's kind of taking them to a threshold and then bringing them back, and 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 then building more confidence in them until the thresholds are big. Okay, Viv's question is another trail riding question, as you alluded to. Um, her horse, if he doesn't want to go somewhere, he'll stop and walk backwards. I don't think quite with the same level of anxiety as we've mentioned before. He's happy to walk backwards for miles. What can she do? Well, he can walk backwards for miles. Happy about it, I don't know. Um, so, just say backwards is not available. So, now, when a horse goes backwards, you don't just kick him harder to go forwards because that sometimes just puts more energy into backwards and they run backwards further, but you can always take a rein and turn them. So, so basically, if your horse, you know, you can do little things like you can teach them to back up. So horses that run back, someone, I had, I had a, someone, not challenge me, but I, I'm not saying, I like people to question things because it's, you know, I'm not going to get all upset when someone questions and something, something that I've said, but, um, but someone was a little bit challenged with what I was saying to them at a clinic and they, they said, yeah, but my horse backs up. And I said, well, teach it to back up. And I said, but it backs up, it kind of evades and runs backwards. I said, yeah, that's because it doesn't know how to back up. 
I said, yeah, but it does. And I said, no, it doesn't. It doesn't know how to follow a field. No, it's running away from a field. So you have to teach it to follow a field. You can't just make it go forward and suddenly it's learned to back up soft. You have to stay with the horse in the back up until the horse goes, oh, I'm not running away from this, I'm following this. And then you release. But if you just kicked your horse forward, the horse wouldn't have learned to follow a field backwards, which means it'll always run backwards and then learn how to walk softly backwards. And I guess, you know, what I was trying to say was you have to back your horse up to get it out of back and run backwards. Not necessarily in your, your, your case, Viv, but you could always take over the back up sometimes and say, oh, well, if you're going to walk backwards, how about you back up like this and maybe step over while you're back in here and then maybe step over here and then, you know, maybe try this. And the horse goes, wow, this is really thinking about this. And then you loosen the reins and go, oh, thanks for stopping with me. So you make them think. Well, you turn it, you turn, you turn an evasion into a pathway. So you're saying to the horse, well, you're running away over there, but I can put a pathway underneath you and, and, and get you happy in that back up in the sense that, and get them thinking, so you, you get them thinking. So, so you can play with things like that with a horse that runs backwards, uh, as long as you're safe, and you're not gonna, you know, obviously, well, you know, you're not gonna back them over a cliff, so you're not gonna do it. But if, if your horse was backing up and you're in a dangerous situation, you just redirect them, so, uh, a lot of horses that just back up, or they start backing up, I just say, well, instead of backing up, how about you turn over here, and I just take a rein and put them off balance out of the back up and turn them in a new direction. When they go in a new direction, they just, oh, like that. Um, and th that new direction might be them walking forwards in the direction that they want to go, but then they walk forwards, just like in the last horse that I was talking about, they walk forwards in their direction, then just turn them around again. And then sometimes you might back them up, I might back that horse up, in the direction that it didn't want to go a little bit to say, well, why don't you back up this way and then turn over this way? So, so yeah, without getting too getting you too lost, view, is something you can do if you're in a safe area and he's doing that backup stuff is turn it into a pathway and then maybe be a bit creative in that pathway to get him to try different things. So then all of a sudden he puts more of his effort into thinking about what you're trying to ask him instead of running off backwards to home. Um, you can just maybe work on what I talked about in the last horse of, of, of instead of trying to make him go forwards and then all that energy goes backwards is you just let him find his way forwards through that tacking exercise, that turning um, and he moves a bit and then turning the other way and then he moves a bit and he's never, he's never really for a while pointing so basically you don't want to be pointing your horse in the opposing direction, you're kind of just cutting across a little at angles all the time. It's like instead of you know walking down the steep mountain like this, you contour. So you're like contouring your horse out, so he's never got his rump facing for home, his head facing the opposite direction. He's always on an angle, and having an angle is um, better at promoting forward than having a straight line away from home. Um, so that's the tacking exercises that you've seen me do at clinics. Um, yeah, so if you, if you try all those things and then think of it like this, when you put legs on your horse, so you've heard people talk about asking your horse a yes question. Well, a yes question is um, using your gut as well, like your gut feel. So everyone's got gut feel. So I might say to someone, would your horse stop with your seat and then they go, 
and they stopped, and they know I didn't ask you to stop your horse with your seat. I said, would your horse stop with your seat? And they go along and they ride, and I say, don't show me if your horse will stop with your seat. Tell me if it will, but don't stop it with your seat. Just tell me if you think it will. And they're like, hmm, no. And I go, well, you're right, because it's not going to stop with your seat, so you wouldn't ask it to stop with your seat, would you? Oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't ask it to stop with my seat when it's not going to listen to my seat. So... A yes question is you going, is my horse going to move forward off my legs or is it not? And after a while we know our horses well enough to know where their thoughts are. And we know that particular horse right now in this mood, when I squeeze it, it's not going to go forward. So then you go, well I know it's not going to go forward, I'm not going to squeeze it, it's probably going to go backwards, so I'm going to turn it instead. And then when you get the turn, you, 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 you think about the state of your horse's mind. And you go, is my horse going to walk forward off my legs? No. Okay, well, I'm not going to ask it. I might turn it again. And then I'm going to sit there and then I'm going to go, hmm, my horse is going to move off my legs right now because I can feel it's got a forward thought. So then you squeeze and the horse goes, yeah, thanks for helping me go towards my thoughts. And if you set it up like that, then you'll have a hundred positive transitions without one negative one because you've only ever asked when the horse is going to respond. And what that does for the horse is a hundred positive transitions is a hundred times that the, the horse has gone legs mean forward, legs mean forward. So that's setting up a new neuro, it's setting up a positive neuro pathway, not, oh, sometimes when I kick or use my legs, the I go backwards, sometimes I go forwards. That's not going to set up a new neuro pathway that the horse says, I do this every time. It's so 50 backwards and 50 forwards is not good enough to get the horse in a week going, oh yeah, when you squeeze I go forwards. You've got to get 100 transitions right, like 100% right. Not, um, you can get away with 80, it's better than, you know, 80-20 is better than 50-50, but what I'm saying is if you set it up right, you can get 100 positive transitions and that soon sets up the memory in the horse that says this is what I do when this happens. And it re, it, it, it sort of, clouds the old memory with a nice new memory. So yeah, think of it like that, Bib. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much for your questions. Thank you for listening. We'll hope to catch you next time. Thank you. Thanks everyone. You can learn more from Mark online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. There's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a seven day free trial. If you like what you see, it's just $15 a month from there. That's help where you need it.